0: And welcome back to Moving Forward with Young Voices on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. By the way, you can find a complete archive of all the shows we've done at fedbyravensmedia.com. We are now welcoming Tanner Aliff, a Portland-based Young Voices contributor and a research fellow. Uh, And and Tanner, I'm I'm glad to have you on the show. It says here that uh, you've been studying the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, but we're going to talk about something a a little closer to home today.
1: Yes, we are.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself and about your background. Um, And in particular, what you and I are going to be discussing is about you finding the bootstraps that your father always talked about. Now, I take that to mean that at some point you have had to pay a price to be who and where you are. So where where do you want to begin in telling us about that journey?
1: Well, first I'll say thank you for having me on, Brian, and I'm so excited to talk about this piece because I'm able to finally take in all those personal anecdotes and past experiences and offer some tangible, it's like tangible advice for people who are trying to believe in socio, you know, socioeconomic mobility and trying to get that American dream. And so I guess uh, starting from there, um, I'd say that to kind of validate myself, uh, I would, I uh, was. From you know Tacoma, Washington, Spanaway, Washington, from trailer parks to middle class living to bankruptcy, back to you know trailer parks, back to up and coming you know lower middle class. So, have definitely gone on the roller coaster of that experience. But uh, my work. And uh, writing has brought me actually to be a huge advocate and uh, trying aspiring intellectual and policy, specifically in healthcare, and that's managed to help me, you know, uh, reach out and work with a uh, think like uh, think tanks like uh, AEI, the Heritage Foundation, uh, Charles Koch Institute, and that like. And now I'm just a research fellow working for Congress at this point. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where the professional realm lies, but. I, think, uh, do you have any, like, I feel like we can parse this out of the personal. Like, you got any good questions about, like, where to start with this personal debacle that I am?
0: I, I want to talk about this article a bit that, that talks about, uh, you know, your experience with the American dream. And, and I appreciate that you point out right from the beginning. You were not born into a life of privilege. It wasn't like, OK, Tanner, here's everything handed to you on a silver platter, whatever you need. Just. Ask and it's yours, or demand if you want. It's okay. Either way, Um, you've you've had to work very hard for some things. Talk to us about your experience as a student.
1: Um, Yeah, no, this piece definitely reflects and looks back upon my uh, college experience and makes light of what I came into college with because I feel like. It's, I almost feel like I just, it's so funny. I just watched uh, J.D. Vance's uh, Hibbley Ilogy on Netflix and looking back over it all, I just saw so much of myself in this question of, can I make it? And is it fair that I need to work so hard to ever reach a place of influence that I'm okay with? Because, I mean, the piece that, you know, I read and kind of like, goes into a juxtaposition between my uh, more affluent friend and I, you know, and I kind of make light of it where he was talking about his struggles and that consisted of, you know, throughout his college career. And that consisted of his uh, $395 Versace sandals arriving a day late, his (laughs) Apple watch misquoting him, um, maxing out his third credit card, refusing to pay this, no horror, right? You know, this week's uh, Jamba Juice expense, and I mean, I surround with him because I wanted to be near it, but sometimes I just get so upset when I'd hear him talk because I just reflect on my own life, right? Like I was, I could only afford an apartment next to drug dealers. I was living out of a broken down Pontiac Sunfire with no hood throughout like most of my summers. I was working 80 hours just so I could like only have to work part time during like, you know, so I could afford my tuition. And I was roofing, I was, you know, during the day and then I'd like leave straight from like, and I'd have to, you know, like drive nearly an hour get over to the other location work at a sawmill you know (laughs) and just our lumberyard and just uh work there and cut and sweep and then like wake up you know get ready to go to school that following season and there's so many times where i've just like even during the school year i'd be working late nights at the hospital or working at a restaurant and then you know i'd have to like get two hours of sleep and get ready for my foreign policy exam (laughs) that was coming up and this this i the whole piece is really just advice to the people in those moments and struggling with all that life and just reminding them there's actually a type of human capital that gets acquired through this experience that no one can actually purchase. And I feel like that's what I try revealing throughout this piece.
0: You Yeah, you don't, you don't wallow in self-pity. I mean, when you're pointing out this was really hard, you're simply stating the fact that, look— there, there was, there was a lot that was required for me to do what I was wanting to do, and you juxtapose it against uh, this, this person you knew, this Ian, who seemed to have a lot of advantages. But you heard a lecture given by Arthur mm-hmm. Malik. Is that how you say his name? mm mm-hmm. And Heritage and Foundation. tell us about what. Tell yes, us about the insight like that you got me. from him um, that that was was a game changer for you.
1: Ah. Uh. Um, well, it wasn't particularly Arthur, but Arthur's lecture did bring up a very point point in my life where it's just like, you know, I'd hear so many times where I started surrounding myself in more conservative circles, like, you know, it's all about independence and just being able to pick yourself back up when you get knocked down. And, you know, it's, you can't just wallow in self-pity and the only way you'll ever make it just sheer effort. And to be honest, you know, like when you like live a life, like for me, it's, it's okay. Okay. You can say that. You know, if you live in your nice little isolated suburb and go to your church and, you know, you're like your kids only had the only adversity they ever faced was on the lacrosse field. Well, I'm sitting here like wondering why my sister was, you know, taken out by the police and you know, foster care and put, placed into foster care. and My dad was slammed up on a cop car and I'm coming into college and I had no money. My parents are trying to hide bankruptcy. And. I would just scoff at that and just be like, that's so unrealistic. Like you can't just tell me to apply sheer effort all the time. There must be, there must be something that I'm worth. Right. Like I just can't be putting effort and you can't just tell me to be putting effort. And so like, I, I, I kind of used Arthur as like this, this voice of like, you know, this kind of archetype of like the of conservatives that they usually speak upon gotcha. and why coming from a progressive, uh, back, like, you know, background, why, and I try to make you know, relate to those people and try to help them be like, I know this is such a hard concept to desire and people that are actually saturated with like these broken families have a hard time relating to, but there is truth to what he said.
0: Okay. So Arthur, Arthur was the one giving the, pull yourself up by your bootstrap speech. It was another yeah. professor that actually yes. gave you the advice that that kind of made things click.
1: Yes, it was. Uh, his name is Ron mock He was a law professor from Chicago who came to George Fox University, which I graduated from. And he's a curmudgeon of an old man. <laughs> and uh, he was—I remember one time I went into his class where I just—you I, know—I was spent all night working on the, at the hospital, and I just—I had two—I had two big papers that night, and. Uh, I was only able to finish one. I thought maybe I could uh, be able to get him to give me, like, you know, a squeeze for extra credit, like, just an extra day. And I go into his office, and I'm like, hey, like, I need this. And he's like, you know, this I can't offer you that. It's not fair to other students. And for some reason that day, it just hit me, and I said, you know, it's not fair that I'd sleep a car just to be here. And I went on this very long, like, rant about, like, everything I had to go on just to be here while other people in that classroom didn't have to. And we left on hard terms. And I remember I tried ignoring him for like, you know, three weeks and I had to come back for an advisory meeting. And right before I was graduating, and he said, hey, look, you just have to understand, Tanner, I get the, the upsetness with like income inequality and a life lived in suffering. But you have to understand that those kids in another classroom will never have what you have. They'll never be able to buy that experience. I'm like, Ron, people don't want to buy my experience. He's like, you, <laughs> you say that now, Tanner, but just wait until you walk into that interview room wait until someone sees you for the fullness and you're able to tell everything that you're accomplishing plus your past. And that is such a story that people are just, you know, they're attracted to, they want support. There's actually a lot of compassion, despite a lot of cynicism in our day's age that people want to reward when that happens. And I to kind of dismissed it. And it really wasn't until I got accepted into the John Jay fellowship. It's a great uh, post, uh, like a post-grad uh, program, Philadelphia. And I remember the president saying they selected me because I was just so honest with my story and my life. And I just look at it all. And I just want to share that saying it's about this human experience is a physical resource that you can use to propel yourself in your career. And Ron taught me that.
0: I love it. What, it's, it's a really inspiring story. Where can people find this? Where, where can they, they access this article?
1: You can find this article on The Daily Signal. And I have another works there as well. But yeah, I believe this one is published there.
0: Okay, and we will include a link to it in the show notes, which we publish at uh, the Fed by Ravens media website. Tanner Aleph, thank you so much for joining us today on Moving Forward with Young Voices.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much.